0: Real Fun D.C. Industry Night with Nikki Nellis.
1: Hi, everybody, and welcome to another episode on Industry Night on Real Fun D.C. I am your host, Nikki Nellis. Uh, You may know me from around town. I've been covering the DC food and wine scene for the last 18 years. I've been on air with my husband on Foodie and the Beast. We just celebrated 12 years on air. That's on 1500 AM where we do this rockin' and rollin' variety show covering the DC food and wine scene. You may hear me on WTOP where I do regular roundup of roundups of what's happening in the food and wine scene and of course you follow me on social at nycci n-e-l-l-i-s where i cover everything that's happening in and around the dc area um but if you don't know me at all the best way to find out about me is through the list it's where it all started and right now you can find out about so much happening in the dc food and wine scene whether it's outdoor dining in yurts igloos or parklets Of course, it's time to get ready for Christmas. So there's Feast of Seven Fishes and your Christmas Eve dinner. There's Christmas Day. And if you're Jewish like me, you're not eating your Christmas goose. You're eating some Chinese food and you're staying at home and watching a movie. Um, We have our annual gift guide up there. So if you are a procrastinator when it comes to buying gifts, I got you covered. There are light shows around town and holiday markets to hit. So much fun to be had. And da-da-da-da! New Year's, New Year's is coming, and it's time to make your plans. Now this is the last industry night of 2020, which blows me away. Um, 2020, what a year, huh? I mean, you know it started out with a bang. We all had so many plans. When I think back to last January, oh my God, I was going to Israel, I had new contracts, so much new stuff was going to happen and then March hit, and then nothing. nothing happened. everything changed. We all moved into our homes and changed how we live our lives. Um, best life plans, it's one of my favorite sayings, it's the hashtag of the year. So we've been through a lot. We've had this pandemic. We've had the mirror shown to our faces when it comes to race in this country and Black Lives Matter. We had an insane, insane election. And I've covered it all here on Industry Night as well as on um, Foodie and the Beast and in the list or you and. You know, living in DC, it just feels like a constant. You're just surrounded by all of it. And so today we all are going to look to the sky with a bit of gratitude that we are hopefully all safe, hopefully all healthy. And I think we're gonna get a little bit frivolous today on industry night and um, bring in the new year because 2021 is coming. And while it may start off slow, I do not see January and February bringing sparkly and bright. I do see a light at the end of the tunnel. And I hope that for all of us, we're going to have good health, better wealth, and lots of champagne, caviar, truffles, and sweet treats, which brings me to my guests. Uh, on tonight's show, I'm so excited. Brent Kroll from Maxwell Park, he's got two locations, is on with us. Javier Arze, he is Huntsman Products, but he also does furlough chefs by Huntsman and Sweet Treats by Ashley Pearson of Petite Sur. She's cooking them up for everybody. But let's start first with my good friend, Brent Kroll. Hey Brent, how are you?
2: Good, how's it going?
1: It's really good to have you on air with me and to see your face. Um, So let's start a little pre-COVID. You have two shops. You have Maxwell Park Shaw, Maxwell Park Navy Yard. Let's just talk about the general concepts in case people are living under a rock and they don't know who you are or what you do.
2: We're a wine bar of, uh, run by pretty much all ex-restaurant sommeliers that have uh, kind of come together in a more casual setting. Uh, normal times, non-COVID, we do 50 wines by the glass. We rotate them every month and we link them into kind of like funny t-shirts and themes that are meant to be accessible to all.
1: Mm-hmm. And so, but you guys were kind of rocking and rolling. When did Navy Yard open?
2: Oh man, so Navy Yard opened two weeks before the shutdown. That's what I um, thought. La- last year, Esquire called us one of the best bars in the country. We were the only one, I think, in D.C. Uh, and City Paper, Washington, and Washington Post all called us Wine Bar of the Year, so we were riding like a really big high.
1: hmm and I mean, you know, there was a time, like I feel like in the mid-90s when wine bars sort of had like this big push, um, maybe in the, yeah, like late 90s, early 2000s, you know, with Proof. And there were all these sort of uh, Veritas and Vinateca. Like there were all these like little wine bars. And then they all either became restaurants. Like the 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 idea of it changed. And you sort of relaunched the concept, right? Because I think people like me, you know me. I mean, I like my wine, but I also like snacks. So you're not a restaurant, but you do have things to pick at
2: yeah i just kind of wanted to break up people's conception of a wine bar i think that wine bars were they were shifting towards kind of the same model which is like have a chef have reservations have it be like a restaurant call it a wine bar it's like if you have a patio and you call it a garden it's gonna get more butts in seats if you have a restaurant you call it a wine bar it's gonna be pretty good for for promotions Mm i don't mean that to like throw shade at anyone but i was always like we're not gonna have reservations um People can save seats for people. We're going to be like a normal bar. We're not going to act like a restaurant. We're going to have, you know, culinary like oversight, but we're not going to have a chef or, you know, a tasting menu. And we're just going to kind of be snacks and a bunch of wine. When people come here, we don't have to be their everything. We can be there before they go to, you know, Dabney or Kinship or any of the restaurants around us. I mean, they're before, they're after, they're in between. We don't need to be everything for someone's night.
1: Well and I think that's so smart given your locations. Um, so that's your concepts. You were rocking and rolling. You launched two weeks before in Navy Yard, the pandemic. Pandemic hits. What do you do? What happens?
2: Um, it was pretty, I mean, terrible to go through, but I mean we have persevered a lot. So where I was open two weeks, the two weeks we were open, Navy Yard was I think averaging being a little bit busier than Shaw, which was kind of like unbelievable. And then we had to shut down. Mm -hmm. So we had to pretty much lay off this whole staff here, go to to to-go a day a week. And then we just shifted everything over to Shaw because we had more built-in clientele for to-go business there, being that we'd only been open two weeks at Navy Yard. Mm -hmm. And all the contracts that I just signed up for, all the services that you sign up for normal business. Right, like
1: vitamins or, you know, regular stuff.
2: I went down my P&L and I looked at every single line and I thought about where I could cut costs in like every single turn. I did it and then I posted it on my social media for other businesses to do it too, just to try to help out for everyone because it's it's kind of like an all ships rise. It's like an industry around here.
1: Mm-hmm. And so, but then liquor, you could sell wine now, right? Like, so there were well,
2: changes. Well, that's, that's, that was like a weird thing. I, I don't know if I made an impact at all but I was constantly on social media and emails like hitting the city council hitting the mayor because they they were going to do some relief package when we're closed and it didn't include selling alcohol to go mm-hmm. for like bars and I was like this is a game That's changer crazy. like we right. need, need this so I feel like I, I emailed you I emailed REMW I emailed everyone and I was just like I was rallying kind of like restaurant people in I don't think I ever got like a response from DC government but it went through and then they approved it to go indefinitely uh before October when it was set to expire
1: well don't you give that credit I mean honestly Kathy Hollinger has worked so hard yeah the people at RMW to like just make do they're doing whatever they can to help Mm. the industry you know and I I think Yes. Voices like yours getting out there and calling everybody and being like, this is what we need and we need people to do it. You know, that's, that's how it starts. That's how those balls get rolling. Okay. So we're here now Yeah. virtual options there's sales. You're doing classes, like tell people what you're doing. I know we just missed a big thing, but let's, let's look into 2021 and sort of the exciting things that you have on, on deck.
2: I I think it's really hard right now to cut count on like butts in seats. So you have to go virtual. So I think if you're like a chef or a cocktail person or a wine person, you should use your social media as a platform to like start like, you know, things. And even if you hold up a sign for Venmo, you can still try to make money while you're not working. Uh, For us as a business, um, we have started private classes for companies. So we have all these themes on our social media that we never thought would necessarily come in handy for something like this. But we tell companies, hey, if you like anything we've ever done for wine, if you want me to help come up with one, if you want me to design T-shirts like we do that incorporate your business or the class we're going to do for you, if you want me to do like kits on t- in terms of like blind tasting or whatever, we're selling these to companies and they've been the biggest boost to our business during COVID over anything. Um, we also let people come before we're open and do like a one-table private class, which we do kind of like here and there. Uh-huh. Uh, and But can the, we talk
1: about these virtual ones? Because I really think for January and February, especially like with inauguration, Valentine's Day, yeah. these are going to be, and New Year's. I mean, even New Year's. I mean, maybe I don't want to see your face on New Year's, but I do want to know what I should be drinking on New Year's. But I think these virtual classes are A, fabulous gifts, Right? Like if people can be sent kits and so you have your, you have the drinks and I have the drinks and we're pouring it and sipping it and tasting it together. I mean the itty bitty, every week I always say there's like one itty bitty little tiny silver lining of all this. The virtual component is one of it, right? So what yeah. can we do? How do we make that work? Like, what am I drinking on New Year's Eve? What do you think, like, will you be doing packages for inauguration? Because people are going to want to drink yeah, on inauguration.
2: I mean, we're, we're doing uh, some New Year's Eve packages where people can have, like, pairings with stuff like uh, caviar and potato chips and take it home, like, to go, which we're going to, like, price competitively with uh, retail. Uh-huh. Um, we're thinking about, uh, right now, we have a package going for this Sunday where it's truffle pasta and nebbiola, and we have a winemaker coming on with us. So, mm. we're trying to do stuff left and right. And a lot of times with birthdays or anniversaries, we have people sign up and it's just 10 people. Uh, we do like a custom class for them. We do it in vials. We have them come get the vials or we deliver them. We've teamed up with a distillery uh, that can ship around the country. So, we've done events for up to 500 people for like, you know, shipping to like over 30 states. Wow. So, that, that's so where these go to the So, with that,
1: that, you're sending full format bottles, right?
2: Um bottles for that one but we've done ones for like 100 people where we send out vials to wine so for vials we buy like hot sauce containers and we bubble wrap them and rubber band them and we send them in packages uh-huh. um but we when we first started doing wine to go we wanted nothing to do with shipping wine because it's a pain in the ass and you don't really make money off of it but then we saw how much more business we could do selling wine when we did to go and how much how much of an interest that is to giant companies that are like where people are all around the you know, the country. Mm -hmm. um so with this uh these classes all we pretty much did to get this going is we put it on our social media we put it on our website and we just started getting hit for these like all the time so we didn't even have a huge marketing campaign nor do we have a history of doing this we just put ourselves out there
1: but don't you think that speaks to i mean listen i I don't want you to take this the wrong way we've known each other a really long time i mean i i I think i knew you before you had your id but you still were passionate about wine um you've been in the business for a long time i mean you're you are an area darling and i don't mean that in a negative way but you have created amazing relationships within the restaurant industry with it with your patrons so that really plays well. And, I, and because people do want to help restaurants now, right? This is even better. But the the corporate aspect of it is brilliant, right? And I I urge people who are listening to really think about coming like January, February, March. You know, if you're thinking about gala, gala season is coming up and the inauguration and things like that. If you want to up the ante on your events, you get a box from Maxwell Park and, you know, you can have these celebratory boxes put together that people can either get on a Zoom call with you or not, and still have this experience, right?
2: Yeah, we even had one company where, it was the 500 person company we did, where afterwards they wanted to send to their partners like a bottle of bourbon and a recipe to make a Ritz on a in Manhattan. And we did that for like 150 people. Amazing. So it's just interesting how, like, when you think about what you could do or what you're capable of, you think about, like, I think a narrow box in terms of what it is. And then, then we find ourselves shipping 150 bottles of whiskey, you know, so right. It, right. It, it turns into anything. And obviously, we're going to take that. If it's thrown at you, you got to catch it.
1: Yes. And I as you should. And I as I said, these are sort of the big ticket items that are going to get you through where we are now. So, OK, New Year's Eve is coming up. People just want to pretend that twenty twenty hasn't happened and they wanna get a little frivolous and they wanna drink some really good champagne or some amazing wines. What um, what are some of your like favorite items right now? Sort of at you know, let's let's take the yeah. DOMs and the Moet like not the, you know, the growers, yeah. interesting mm-hmm. ones.
2: To to speak to those too, those are those are quality wines, but those are wines that everyone's had, everyone's seen, and you're paying a lot for the built-in marketing. So you can often find like better values or get things that are a little bit more unique. Those are just those for me are there's nothing wrong with them. They're just like crowd pleasers in my opinion. Um, I think looking to areas that have an upcoming you know sparkling wine industry, like I think uh, Brazil is uh, one. If you can see it in stores, they're starting to do some really good sparkling out of like Cerragausia. And I've seen some, some stuff to a lesser extent out of like Argentina and whatnot and stuff like that. But even locally, obviously, like Tebow Dennison, I would call is like a darling. And like locally, he does some really good stuff. And I've seen also some other good stuff coming out of the uh, Finger Lakes from like uh, Red Tail Ridge, is one that I've had that's been pretty good. Also, think, a bit. But I think
1: a, of whites from the Finger Lakes, I think a little sugary.
3: What
2: yeah they actually suffer from that the way that like Germany does where people just assume that it's all sweet but they, they do dry stuff I've even seen like uh, in Virginia I went to a winery and stayed there called Veritas, and they do really good dry stuff but I was talking with like the winery and the winemaker and they seem to do really they're super successful on their sweet stuff so I think that a lot of times wineries like crawling before you walk is getting hot for sweet stuff before you like get known for dry stuff i've just kind of seen that a lot like domestically but you can get good I
1: think that's how some people learn how to drink wine they start because yeah. they drink like the sweet you know the inexpensive yeah. sweeter stuff and then their palates grow
2: i think the first alcohol i ever had in my life had to be like a hard lemonade or smirnoff ice so it's got to start yeah I mean, something, something like that <laughs> Um, but also for uh, for champagne i say this a lot it's a really good deal a lot of times like you can find sh- like good champagne in like generally the 40 to 60 dollar price point with like a little rm code on it so champagne legally has to put codes on the bottle Right. Um, i think it's about a minimum 95% of the grapes have to be grown by you to put rm on the bottle and that's less than 25% of champagne made so if you want to try a champagne from a farmer grower that you've never heard of and potentially be a little bit more adventurous look for an RM in the little code on the bottom, looking like the 40 to 60 range, and you can often try, like, I mean, this is a generalization, but you can try kind of like a value-driven grower champagne. It's made by a farmer without marketing built into it.
1: I love that. Okay, lastly, before we wrap up, what can we buy from you? What's like one or two of the champagnes that you're like, I'm selling these for New Year's?
2: Oh, we have uh, a Vora and Jumel uh, grower champagne that we're doing in, like, a caviar package to go right now. We're doing it with, like, truffle potato chips and it, I think, to go, like the whole package is like $100. Then we have one like without caviar and with a, uh, a sparkling wine from Italy instead. It's an almost extinct grape called Torbato from the limestone coast of Sardinia. I think that one's like 50 But we're not giving Prosecco, we're not giving generic champagne. Whatever you get from us, we're gonna try to, you know, give you something unique because that's why we're here and that's what we do. But our packages are around like 50, 100 bucks and you can really get like nice stuff to take home or have with us. And if you get it to go, it's 30% off the, the price. It would be at the bar.
1: All right, well, you have me at Sardinia. You know, I love that area. I mean, I love- Hopefully you
2: can go there soon.
1: <laughs> well, I've been there. I would like to get my tush back there, but yeah, um, yeah no, the wines there are really phenomenal. Uh, Brent, thank you so much for joining us. Um, I feel like we have so much more to talk about, but we can't get into it today. Um, tell everybody where they can find both locations and where they can find you um, uh, online and on social.
2: Cool, all right, so my social is uh, B2Kroll, it's uh, B uh, number two and then K-R-O-L-L, which is my last name. Uh, We have two Maxwell Park social medias, Maxwell Park underscore Shaw, Maxwell Park underscore Navy Yard. Uh, The Navy Yard location is right next to Albie, which we partner with at 1336 4th Street Southeast, which is pretty close to the baseball stadium. And the Shaw location is at 1336 9th Street Northwest, and that's right by the convention center. Uh, Both of these do wine to go. Both of these can do classes, files, anything. And if you email hello at maxwellparkdc.com, we can respond to any questions you have about anything.
1: Excellent. Brent, thanks so much, and happy, safe, happy new year.
2: Yeah, thanks so much for having me on. It's great to see you.
1: Absolutely. This is Nikki Nellis. It's industry night. We're going to take a quick break, but when we come back, we're going to dig a little bit deeper into caviar.
0: Industry night with Nikki Nellis. Real fun DC. Now back to industry night with Nikki Nellis.
1: And we're back. Hi, it's Nikki Nellis with industry night on real fun DC. Did you know you can say to Alexa, Hey, Alexa, play Real Fun DC, and she will pop me on, you lucky people. So as I said at the top of the show, we are getting frivolous here on Industry Night because 2020 has been a tough year, and we all deserve a little bit of deliciousness. So we just talked with Brent Kroll of Maxwell Parks, both of them, Shaw and um, Navy Yard, about champagne. And now I have um, Javier Arze, and he is with furloughed chefs and he is the guy that you go to when you want things like caviar and truffles and all gras, all those things that you think that sounds really really posh this is the man to make your night so i'm going posh this new year's and this is the man i contacted for it hey javier how are you
0: hi nikki how are you nice talking to you again
1: it's good to talk to you too so Let's just talk a little pre-pandemic, e, because people need to know a little bit about your background.
0: Okay. Well, so I own Huntsman Specialty Game and More, which is a distributing company of specialty foods, uh, mainly to uh, restaurants, hotels, and and, and markets. So we're a wholesaler, and um, once um, COVID hit we were you know we we had a lot of product we had to find out a, a way of moving that product and we started uh, so com, which is a so website that you can, can buy yeah, back, anyone can buy it.
1: let's back up a little bit i mean let's explain the kind of product you carry because most of our listeners are not in the restaurant industry so they're not a way like i know you because i'm friends with a lot of chefs and restaurateurs and i know and i met that you through them so I'm very aware of the kind of quality of product that you bring to the table, but can we explain that a little bit?
0: For sure, for sure. So uh, on, on Ferlo Chef, you can you can you can visit us on uh, online on website or on Instagram at Ferlo Chef. Uh, you'll find things like uh, uh, simple things like uh, you know organic chicken and um, things like that, like uh, proteins like steaks, uh, prime rib, uh, uh, New York strip, Wagyu beef. Then you can get also you know foie gras, some local products. but we're also offering now for the end of the year. We're offering uh, black truffles, black winter truffles, uh, caviar, uh, lobsters, uh, I mean you got uh, foie gras sausages, guinea hens, pheasants, quail, rabbit, lamb. Uh, we have a large variety of products that are festive and hard to find for most people. Uh, but now you can you can order directly on uh from our website
1: well that's amazing so let let's talk a little bit about truffles and caviar because they can for those who may order it at a restaurant and think i am not buying caviar at home because i don't know how to i don't know which caviar to buy and i don't know how to serve it and same thing with truffles, like i don't know how to buy it i don't know how to slice it i don't know what to do with it can we talk about how people can 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 take that luxury item yeah. to their house, whether it's for Christmas or New Year's or whatever?
0: Yeah, so uh, truffles, for example. Uh, yeah, we use the word truffle, but there's many kinds. Right, uh, right now is the uh, uh, black winter truffle, also known as perigord, right. uh, and it's the species of tuber melanosporum. It is the best truffle, black truffle you can buy, the most aromatic. This is what made truffles popular. This is why people get excited about truffles. It's because of the winter black truffle. And it's available now, and you don't really need to know much to use truffles. Simplicity is the best approach to it. So for example, we actually do offer a slicer as well. So you can buy the slicer, and, or you can simply shave it with a micro shaver at home. As long as you slice that very thin, and season it with salt. Sometimes a little bit of heat, for example, you can, if you're making a risotto dish or you're making just simply something like uh, you steam your lobsters and uh, you throw the black truffles uh, in your butter while it's warming up and then that over your lobster tails, boom, bingo, you got a beautiful meal. Truffles elevate your food without requiring a lot of um, technique or a lot of work. You You just have to be delicate with it.
1: Right. Well, I think people in their heads, like, you know, you go to a restaurant and you see them shaving all the truffles over your pasta and it's just floating down and the aroma is so glorious, but you really don't need a lot, right? You can just really be uh, judicious with those slivers to get the aroma You know, the flavor.
0: Exactly, exactly. And um, the winter truffle, uh, the winter black truffle, particularly will give you a, all this flavor and aroma needed with just a few slices that's the beauty about this truffle and that's the one that's available now i mean if you buy truffles right you have to ask for the winter black or uh perigord truffle you know so there there is there, there are other other truffles that are also black but there, there there's called the uh the summer truffle it's black on the outside whitish on the inside then there's the the uh burgundy truffle which is also black. It looks very much like a winter black truffle, but it is uh, somewhat, I would because say, brownish, not. whitish inside.
1: Right, but it doesn't. And it's have not a lot, right. Like you need a. So I always say with truffles, and you know more than I do, obviously. But you know, with truffles, if you need a lot of truff, if you need a lot of shavings to get the aroma or to get any flavor, then it, you're really just paying for the word truffle. And not getting really the kind of quality truffle. That's right. That's
0: why you want you you want to use truffles now. This is the right. season. The this winter truffle. It. This is what's going to make you. Uh, mm-hmm. uh, you. This is going to satisfy that. That. Uh, uh, you know the the feeling of like what are truffles? How do I experience them? You want to experience those now. Right. Or you know or the, the white truffle is also in season still. There's there's still some white truffle is the same thing. Um, this is the best truffle to buy right now, this, That that is for sure. And you want to ask, you know, what kind of truffle it is. If it's a winter black truffle or perigord, or some people may give you the scientific name, the tuber melanosporum, then that's the one you want. Right. That is what you want. That's, that's gonna make you happy if you're looking for truffles.
1: Okay, and I'm gonna give everybody a pro tip. So if you go all out on New Year's Eve, my recommendation on New Year's Day is just to make a simple scramble of eggs and then take that leftover truffle and put it right on top, and then you are kicking off your new gear
3: absolutely
1: right. Um, Let's talk caviar, because again, caviar may be something people feel comfortable ordering out, but if they were to bring it into their home, what do you recommend they buy and how do you recommend they serve it? Because really good caviar does not need, it just needs a, it just
0: needs a, a conduit. It does not need a lot of a acoukabot. So, caviar is very broad, but you want if you want to experience really why ca- caviar became caviar and everybody, everybody seems to love it. You want a sturgeon caviar. So there's a few species. The most popular and most affordable is the ossetra caviar, which is uh, by no means inexpensive, but it is very reasonable. Uh, you can find it on Furlough Chef. Uh, dot com for $35 an ounce wow. so you can go to the next Ocetra, which is the golden imperial Ocetra. it's also an Ocetra uh, species but that is $75 an ounce it is golden in color a little bit more a uh, little bit more nutty in flavor but the Siberian which is $35 an ounce gives you every little bit of, uh, uh, of flavor and the pop that you would expect from a very good caviar now, so uh, those two is what oh. I would recommend, yeah.
1: Okay, so but an ounce serves how many people? Is that enough for two people on your um, team, Or do you think we need two ounces? So you can,
0: definitely, you can definitely do two appetizer portions with one ounce for okay. two
2: people, okay. yeah.
0: Uh, or if you really wanna go all out, hey, take an ounce. Not <laughs> that much, 35 bucks, you know I mean? You spend more than that uh, on doing many things. Right. But this, you know, it, it takes a lot to, to produce these things. So uh, it's a very reasonable uh, and price And I do
1: recommend people serve it.
0: So, um, you know, you, when you were talking about uh, after New Year's Eve, uh, uh, you know, you do your, uh, your eggs next morning and shave right. some truffles, you can do that. Right. You can also do a very light omelette, which I did this light omelette with a little bit of creme fraiche exactly. and top it with caviar. Beautiful. oh my god that's like beautiful yeah yeah
1: yeah that, that's, that's what about if we're serving it what if it's just david and i at home with the kids and we have a little caviar and champagne for new year's um, yes so, so caviar
0: a little googling will give you uh, uh you can find a recipe for like potato uh, uh huh. you know put your caviar it's very simple i mean potato blinis are very very simple to make and, you know shred some potatoes add some egg a little bit of flour you know boom bingo you got it yeah. uh and, and then you make your potato and then serve the caviar on top of the potato blinis with maybe some chopped shallots and a little bit of crème fraîche you want the crème fraîche to help blend all those flavors of the potato the uh, uh the caviar and the shallots maybe you know you want all all that to to come in together uh and so a little bit of crème fraîche would would is always good and then, and then the champagne of course.
1: So if I wanted to blow it out on caviar and I wanted I was like I'm going to I want to spend my money on caviar. What's the best caviar? What do you have? What should I be buying?
0: So um we offer two kinds, the Siberian osetra uh-huh. and the imperial golden osetra. Okay. The golden really is, it's it's they're very similar in flavor. Uh-huh. But one is golden i mean we pay more for gold right and it is very much it's much more uh rare than than the other et etc but either or depending you know if you want to go all out get the golden etc., and it's just going to make you feel a little more golden uh otherwise the siberian will satisfy your palate just just great i mean it's a wonderful caviar it it, it um uh, you know it, it it does everything that you would expect it's it's nutty it pops in your mouth um It it gives you uh, that ocean, you know, aromas and, um, you know, wash it down with some champagne and you're good. So either or, really both are very good, slightly different, but it just depends on your budget. But both will give you, will satisfy you for sure. They'll give you whatever you expect from a very good caviar.
1: Excellent. Okay, so we've got truffles and we've got caviar. Make our New Year's Eve uh really joyous us this year. Um Javier, thank you so much for joining us. Obviously, there's so many other delicacy and interesting items that we can from can to from Fairload Chef. give us the website more time and um, and your uh, Instagram page?
0: Yes, our, our website is Fairload Chef, chef.com. And uh the Instagram handle, which you can reach our website from there as well, is just at furloughed chefs, and that's it.
1: Excellent. Well, I do want to say that I have received orders from furloughed chefs, and the stuff is always pristine. So definitely check out the website. And if you're looking to elevate your holidays this year, it's definitely a vendor worth checking out. Uh, this is Nikki Nellis. It's industry night. When we come back, we're going to do a New Year's suite with Ashley Pearson a Petite Store.
0: It's Industry Night with Nikki Nellis. Thanks for listening to Real Fun DC. Serving up thought for food. Now back to Industry Night with Nikki Nellis.
1: And we're back. You're on with Nikki Nellis, Industry Night on Real Fun DC. Did you know you can talk to Alexa and say, hey, Alexa, play Real Fun DC and she will pop it on and you can put on Industry Night any night of the week. So we are celebrating, yes, celebrating the end of 2020, but really the coming of 2021. Uh, As I said in the beginning of the show, we want good health, better wealth, lots of champagne, which we have with our first guest. Uh, Brent Kroll, and uh, lots of caviar and truffles, which we had with our second guest, uh, Javier Arze. And now we are going to end this show on a super sweet note with Ashley Pearson, a petite sir. Now, funny enough, I actually got introduced to Ashley through Javier because he was doing furlough Chefs, and he included her amazing, amazing cookies in one of his Uh, boxes. And that's how Ashley and I met. So Ashley, thank you so much for joining me tonight.
3: Thank you so much for having me. I'm so glad to be able to chat with you.
1: I'm looking forward to it. So you came on Foodie and the Beast, uh, probably like at the beginning of summer. Tell us a little bit about your background, uh, your pastry chef background, like what you've been doing and
3: where you were sort of pre-COVID. Yes, yeah, so I have been a pastry chef for almost 11 years now, crazy to say it. And um, I started off in the restaurant industry working as a pastry chef for chefs around Washington, D.C., in the area. And I ended up um, spending time in New York as well. Uh, and that's when I kind of got into chocolate hearing. Um, and after that time, I decided to kind of come back to D.C. and start my business. So that's how kind of the pizza came about. Um, and really, what, it's you, what did you want for that
1: business? Because it's a big difference going from working in somebody's kitchen as a pastry chef and creating mm-hmm. fabulous plated
3: concoctions
1: mm-hmm. to a bakery.
3: Absolutely. So for me, I think I just felt like working in restaurants, especially when I was working you know, as a chocolatier, you know, at per se and on a Michelin level, I kept feeling like I was seeing things that were kind of like these little jewels of chocolates that were locked up in these, you know, Michelin level restaurants and fine dining style restaurants. And I just felt like I wanted to make those items more accessible for the everyday person. Um, So how can we take these, you know, beautiful chocolates that we serve in the chocolate service at the end of the meal, how can we bring chocolate service to the everyday guest who just wants to pop into a shop and still have something just as special? And I knew that I wanted to create that um, in Washington, D.C., you know, where I'm from. So how did you go about doing it? So the first thing was just literally coming back home and kind of getting a plan together about, you know, where can I get a space? And and we're obviously (laughs) pre-COVID when I'm coming up with all this. And honestly, just months prior to COVID, um, I was coming up with this um, idea and how I was going to execute it and literally just reaching out to contact, reaching out to, you know, Robert Wiedmeyer, asking him if I can, you know, use some space and just to start testing. And Then it was, you know, licensing and trying to just go to markets. So started off going to some farmers markets and any events really that I could kind of link myself to to just try to get people tasting the product and get people excited about these little shiny bonbons um, that they were seeing me create this idea of hand painting chocolate a lot of people see them and they literally ask you know what is that or or, or, what are those and I'm and I tell them it's chocolate it's just hand painted so it gives it a really special appearance
1: well and they're so um they're so beautiful they're they're really (laughs) art so okay so you launch and you're you're I love how you're doing business because you're like how I do business. Like you shake every hand, right? Like when I started my business, that's exactly what I did. I like picked up the phone. I called everybody. I was like, "You don't know me, but you're going to." You know, pick you up for a drink or coffee or something. So in that vein, you're creating all these beautiful pieces. What, where did you think your business was going to be? Did you think your business was going to be at the farmer's markets? Did you think restaurants would buy them and give them as like a little, you know, treat at the end of dinner? Did you want people to buy them as gifts? Like where was your head at?
3: Honestly, when I first started, I was thinking that I was going to wholesale to restaurants because that was an industry that I was already familiar with. So that was going to be a major stream, you know, of income that I was going to just, Go to my restaurant contact and, and say, you know, these are really beautiful bonbons that you can serve at the end of your service. And then, I mean, the ultimate goal was to just get a boutique, you know, just a very, very small boutique where I can just sell these bonbons. But in order to get there, definitely my first idea was to sell to restaurants because if I get them in the hands of restaurants, they're going to be excited about them and get them to all of their guests and then their guests become my clients. Right, and people are like, "Where do I get my hands on these?" Of course,
1: exactly, of course. absolutely. Okay, so now we're here, and remember, on hold. So, what? Where are you? What are you making now? No, okay. I know your your main thing is chocolate, but you yeah. we'll also do those, and I'm gonna mispronounce them. Those beautiful, like sandy cookies, the Sableys.
3: Yes, 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 yes. So. Funny enough, like you were kind of saying how we met, which is really through, through the Sablé Cookies, right. those cookies came about during the pivot. So right. when things were shutting down very quickly and every single restaurant that I had got a wholesale connection with had closed, um, I just woke up one morning and said, okay, I guess I'm going direct to customer now um which was really scary because i didn't quite know how i could ship the chocolates as the weather was also starting to get warm we were moving into spring um so i said i need another product and that's when i immediately came up with those sable cookies just because people were wanting something comforting they are simple they're literally just five ingredients they make people feel like they're getting something that's comforting because they're nostalgic they're just really classic buttery cookies and I knew I could get them in the mail and get them to people and that was one of the first things that I did was start an online store and it's amazing how that has grown because people are just in love with the cookies I mean people joke and say you should just start a cookie business. <laughs> well, um, really
1: no, they, come I will tell you those cookies are that's up my alley. Like that, <laughs> that butter, that combination of butter and sugar, is ex- yes. like texture. That sandy texture, but like it still has a little bit of de- like a. It's a doughy, sandy texture. I don't know. Yes, <laughs> you
3: know what
1: I mean. You like, hit the nail on the head. Everything about that is so yummy, and I, <laughs> I literally have no willpower with that kind of stuff. Like I, I. I there's no getting full. It's like, yeah, I'll just more. I know. More, more, more. No. So okay. you are popping up now. Tell tell me where you're popping up and what you're doing and what that looks like. And then I'd love to hear from you some like sweet ideas to ending since chances are or most of us are gonna be at home, whether we bring in food from a restaurant, which I highly yep. recommend, um, <laughs> or you're cooking. Um What I would love to know what we could get some really like decadent something
3: from you uh, that you would want on your table to end the night. Yes. So right now the current project is the pop-up shop, which Mm -hmm. is at Glenn's garden market in DuPont circle, which has just been amazing. So it's already been going for a few weeks now. There's been an amazing response to the product and just kind of reaching all the neighbors of DuPont Circle and anyone who's willing to kind of come out and try. So we have taken over their cafe and we have our full selection of the sablé cookies we have our bonbons we've done all of our line of chocolate bars as well as confections so we are serving raspberry caramels and chocolate fudge Ooh, and that's just yeah it's been amazing danielle vogel is um, my mentor as well right now as i want to accelerate her dc grant this year and it's just been Super, super fun, um, and we've been doing custom orders, so if you ever pop in and wanna talk chocolate, definitely something that I can do with uh, anyone, and I've created several custom orders for clients just with their color schemes in mind, or fun flavors in mind, and so that's been amazing. Regarding yeah. this kind of... Yeah, sorry, go ahead. Yeah, and so just kind of thinking of the new year and you know how we're gonna end it and how I'd wanna end it, Something that I'm making right now are my passion fruit bonbons. One of the fabulous people that works in the pop-up shop with me, Audrey, she always says that she loves them with a glass of champagne. So <laughs> I'm thinking passion fruit bonbons with your champagne to kind of take you into the new year. Just to, and, and the bonbons to me represent everything uh, that we're we should be looking forward to in the new year. They're beautiful on the outside. They're decadent. But the flavors are classic and they give you that nostalgic feeling like you've had it a million times. But it's just in a package that's new and aesthetically pleasing, hopefully. <laughs>
1: well, aesthetically pleasing goes without saying. Um, and I love <laughs> I love that idea because I think people think that when they want to celebrate like a big meal, it's got to be like cake or, or something yep. complex. But I really dig something simple. And I love the idea
3: of maybe just a, a box
1: of bonbons do you know what i mean it's yeah, just and they're
3: absolutely and they're super shareable i mean if you are going to be doing a socially distant kind of get together gathering like you know just having something where everyone could just take something or have their own little box um i think it's special and i think it's nice and i think it's different i'm just like you i also as a pastry chef just being honest i think of that celebratory dessert or you know uh you know a tart or a cake but i think bonbons are just really easy to share they give you that one bite satisfaction you can go right into your new year's resolution by saying you know i'm only gonna have two or three or whatever you're gonna do going into the new year but still feel completely satisfied like you've had multiple flavors just from that one single bite ultimate indulgence
1: I absolutely love that. Well, listen, Ashley, I so appreciate you joining me on the show today. I know uh, you've got this pop-up and this business and you are rocking and rolling 24 seven. As a uh, young new business owner, I know how busy that is. So I want to thank you for taking the time to join me. Tell everybody once again where they can find you online in person and, um, and on social media,
3: please. Yes, so at, um, for Instagram, you can find us um, at Petite Sur DC. So at P-E-T-I-T-E-S-O-E-U-R-D-C. DC. Um, you can also find us on our website if you want to send a custom message or have a custom order, and that's www.petite soeur.com. And in person, you can find me Wednesday through Sunday at Glenn's Garden Market occupying their cafe for our pop-up shop. Excellent. Well, listen, I wanna thank you so much for joining
1: me tonight. And I wanna thank our guests, uh, Brent Kroll of Maxwell Park and Javier Arze with Furlough Chefs also for joining me tonight. And I wanna thank you, our listeners, for joining me tonight on Industry Night on Real Fun DC. Um, it's been um, a crazy couple of months. I'm so delighted that Tommy McFly and Kelly Collis launched their Real Fundy sleep platform and allowed me an outlet uh, for industry night since it used to be at the Line Hotel and unfortunately due to COVID that is now defunct. So here is my wish for all of you for 2021. Um, I wish that you all would mask up. I wish that you would all socially distance. I hope you dip your body from head to toe in hand sanitizer. I wish you all good health, better wealth, and again, lots of champagne, lots of caviar, and tons of sweet treats. I'll see you in the new year. Have a delicious and safe holiday.
0: Industry Night with Nikki Nellis. Thanks for listening to Real Fun DC.